Good day, everyone. This is Father Nathan Caswell, uh, pastor of St. Peter Parish, and with me today is uh, parishioner uh, extraordinaire Eric Klebisitz. And uh, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm honored. Thank you. Humbled. Let's begin with the martyrology. The martyrology for the 21st day of March. At Monte Cassino, the birthday of the Holy Abbot, St. Benedict, who restored and wonderfully extended the monastic discipline in the West, where it had almost been destroyed. His life, brilliant in virtues and miracles, was written by Pope St. Gregory. At Catania, St. Beryllus, who was consecrated bishop by St. Peter. After converting many Gentiles to the faith, he died in extreme old age. At Alexandria, under Emperor Constantine and the governor Philagrius, the commemoration of the holy martyrs who were murdered by the Arians and the heathens, being attacked by them while they were at, in church on Good Friday. On the same day, the holy martyrs Philemon and Domninus. At Alexandria, blessed Serapion, anchoret and bishop of Thuis a man of great virtue, who was driven into exile by the enraged Arians, where he departed to heaven. In the territory of Lyon, St. Lupicinus Abbot, whose life was brilliant with the glory of holiness and miracles. And in other places, many other holy martyrs, confessors, and virgins. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. So, uh, you were just at Our Lady of Good Help in Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, and can you tell me about what you did there? Well, first and foremost, uh, the main reason for the trip was uh, because it was the Solemnity of St. Joseph to be able to go and pray the Mass and receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Mm -hmm. And... It's also the only, to this point, um, church-approved Marian apparition site in the United States. And our family has been there on a few occasions, and it uh, is a powerfully holy place. Mm -hmm. Sure. So what did you do there? What was the... So... It wasn't just any solemnity of St. Joseph. It no, it was the 150th. It was the 150th anniversary of uh, him being declared by Pope Pius IX as uh, patron of the Universal Church. And I had uh, just gone through the consecration that uh, Father Donald Calloway had put out with his book. Mm -hmm. And so that was my consecration day. And I've always had a deep devotion to St. Joseph ever uh, since I was a, a young one, as long as I can remember. That was instilled in me by my parents and grandparents. And so I really wanted to be able to go <laughs> to Mass and receive uh, communion on that day. And Bishop Ricken had declared uh, this year now from March 19th of 2020 through 2021, March 19th, that it would be a year of prayer in honor of St. Joseph mm -hmm. in, in wow. celebration of that 150th anniversary. So... Um, my wife has a strong devotion to St. Joseph as well, and I believe our daughter now is uh, developing one as well, and we all uh, 
gladly made the trip up to Champion yesterday. Sure. Or sure. Thursday, as it is with this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and then you met uh, the rector there, who I went to school with oh. uh, for seven years. Excellent. Uh, Father John Broussard. Yes, yes, he uh, he presided over the Mass, and he was out on the grounds beforehand, and he was, he was everywhere. He was all around, uh, all about, and... Um, and um, we've seen uh, we've seen him there and other priests uh, with the Fathers of Mercy and mm -hmm. and um, yeah, so it was it was just a, a wonderful blessed day. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so that was so. There's a, the 150th anniversary. Uh, what is all entailed in this year? There's an indulgence. Is that right? Yes. Um, they also... What's the indulgence about? The... Um, so based around the consecration? Or do you know? Maybe you don't know. I, I haven't read everything on the site um, for the Green Bay Diocese, mm -hmm. and so there's more information there. Uh, I know that there is, I believe, a partial indulgence uh, for going over to St. Uh, Norbert's Abbey and uh, going to the St. Joseph Shrine, the National Shrine of St. Joseph is located mm -hmm. there in De Pere, um, just a few miles away. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, so, and the, about this site there, are the, the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, uh, is a great story with the blessed, she's blessed now, right? Blessed. Adele Brees. Adele, uh, yes. Uh, I'm trying to recall. Uh, Our Lady appeared to her. Yes. And this is the only uh, Vatican-approved apparition, or Church-approved. Is it Vatican-approved? Is it does the Pope approve it, or does a bishop? I think just the bishop has to prove that it's. I don't know. We need to look it up. I think it's acknowledged in one way or another from the Mary bishop. was there. Mary was there. So. Um, but this was the site of the Great Pishtago Fire, right? Which Correct. happened at the same time as the Great Chicago Fire and killed more people up there than the fire did in Chicago and destroyed more land and than the fire did in Chicago. Of course, the fire in Chicago was in Chicago. A lot of great proper, like big buildings and all that. But it was a great, you know, but it's kind of a largely unknown uh, thing. So what happened here was at that site of the apparition, the fire, people were processing around the church, uh, which was the site of the apparition. And as they processed around the church, uh, the fire was going up to the church and it stopped right at the boundary. And there are still to this day fence posts that are burnt on one side and not on the other. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, and so, and this whole shrine, this place was protected from this great fire. Yes, because the fire, I'm not recalling exactly, but I know it went further beyond, like, well into the UP of Michigan, I believe up into Canada as well. Um, really? So it, it spread well beyond uh, the area. It wasn't like it just stopped there. It mm -hmm. continued around and kept going and devastating more land. And so we uh, did a walking pilgrimage up there with the youth right. from St. Peter's and St. John Kansas. 
a few years ago and we walked from Sheboygan up the lake and then over to the shrine. It was a 75 mile walk and it was it was awesome to well it was hard the last I remember the last three miles were just on a straight highway and it was about 90 degrees outside at the end of 75 miles and we're just exhausted and, and just ready to be done with this pilgrimage um, but at all the same time picking up our speed and at those last moments everyone kind of falls into step and everyone's praying the rosary all together and it's just like this great moment and then we were going to turn to go in and all of a sudden there's a traffic jam on this country road <laughs> as we're like trying to get across the street and and uh, people are falling over, fainting, and oh, it, was no. just, it was like this disaster <laughs> of, of an entrance. And it was, you know, it, it's supposed to be perfect, you know. But then, but then we, so we got there, we we made it across. Nobody got hurt. Um, we made it across, made our way up into the, to the chapel, uh, and then experienced, the chapel, the glorious air conditioning in that chapel, <laughs> which we had not experienced for five days. Uh, and then it was just this place of calm and of peace and the presence of Our Lady. Uh, and uh, Father Thomas Reagan, Father Mercy, who's there, I believe he's still there, uh, stationed there. And he gave a great talk uh, about that, which I hope I have remembered the details correctly. But, um, but all this can be checked with people <laughs> who know what they're talking about. But anyway, but that yeah, calm and peace, yeah. the calm and peace that is there is just my my wife and I will very regularly just turn to each other and go one of these days this place is going to be just totally packed when we come up here and we're going to be like, "Huh? Oh, great. Praise God." <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like you go to Lord uh Lords have never been to Lords, go to Fatima. Uh and there are thousands of people who show up there all the time. You still walk in there, and it's this amazing peace. Right, right. Not peace that I've been prayer. there, but yes. Yeah. And think of the pilgrimages that I've been on, and amidst all of the hustle and bustle of everyone. Our Lady of Chestahova. Oh, right. right. Oh. Amongst all the people elbowing their way to the front. Neen their way everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You go to the presence of Our Lady, and you're just like, there's this overwhelming uh, love for Our Lady that's there, that... Everyone's there, and it's, it's yeah, it's really, it's cool. It's a little piece of heaven on earth. Yeah, sure it is. She's the queen of peace. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad you, uh, glad you were able to go and receive, receive the Eucharist on the Solemnity of Saint Joseph, and um, yeah, it was, it was powerful and praying for a lot of families and a lot of the men. Um, with the Exodus group, the men's prayer group, uh, other individuals um, that I knew were making their consecration, as well as uh, um, our family members and extended family, and just just understanding that uh, they, a lot of individuals were not able to go. Not not only were they not able to go on that day, but that they weren't necessarily even able to go to Mass and receive our Lord in the Eucharist um, at their homes. Mm -hmm. So um, that was, felt like I was carrying, carrying all that weight with, sure. with our Lord, just, you know, and that was the only way to do it with our Lord and having the strength to carry that all to him on behalf of everyone. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's when you go to a shrine like that with a bunch of intentions. And when we went to the shrine, it was uh, we we told people to gather uh, gather intentions on the way. And as we were walking, as we were going, we would remember those intentions. And you do bring everyone with you when you when you do that. Right. There is that sense of responsibility, especially if you're the only one receiving community communion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it, but yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank God for that great gift. Um, and I think it, this is a good time that we should all remember those great moments that we've had. You know? Um, Definitely. You know, we go on pilgrimages. If anyone's ever been to a pilgrimage in Europe, you go there, you experience everything in like eight or nine days. Um, or you go to uh, one of the shrines of Our Lady, uh, Our Lady of Good Help, uh, or... Uh, Holy Hill or Our Lady of Guadalupe and here you you have an experience but we can forget about it if we don't if we don't intentionally remember it you know all the graces that we receive we need to be const we need to be mindful of what what our Lord has done in our life yes right if we're not grateful oh we can we can just become uh, hardened to those graces you know uh, yeah so it's good to remember what when all of our pilgrimages we went on pilgrimage to Poland yes in 2006 Correct. right yeah and that was great went to the shrine of our lady of Chestahova we were much younger men then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um and oh where else did we go I've been to Poland a couple times, but we went to in Bramowice. In Bramowice, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. when we first arrived. Sure. That little gem of a church—it kind of makes you think of St. Peter's with the beauty of that small little church. It's kind of like—I don't like to have thoughts on that a lot, going mm -hmm. back and forth. Yeah, we so got to Zakopane. Zakopane, which the the mountains. Uh, with beautiful wooden churches that, you know, steep roof, wooden, uh, everything's built by hand. The chapel in Lot in Michigan that we have is from, uh, is from Zakopane, from that area, and it's, right. uh, it's in the Zakopane style. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was great. Uh, in Bramovice. The Vavil Castle. Oh, Vavil Castle, yeah, sure. So, the, who's, uh, the, is Saint, uh, St. Yadviga. St. Yadviga is there. Yeah. And the cross that spoke to her, the black cross the in the black back. The black cross, right. Uh, and then the uh, St. Stanislaus, uh, bishop and martyr. Yes. He is, uh, he's buried there. You have to, uh, you, you have to, when you go into the church, his tomb is right front and center, and you actually have to go around it to proceed to the altar. And... Uh, all of the kings on their coronation in Vavil Cathedral would enter in and had to ask forgiveness for the murder of Bishop Stanislaus. And the last king of Poland did not do that. He had his coronation in Vavil, I mean, sorry, in Warsaw. Okay. And he was the last king of Poland. That's right. That's the story I heard. All right, and we're recording again. Here we are again. We're back from break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
for some reason our, our software stopped working and now we're back. Uh, so, yeah, we're here in, in Volo. Volo. And Someone say beautiful downtown. Volo. Beautiful downtown Volo, that's right. Where it all happens. And, uh, and uh, we're all in our homes in different places. And, uh, yeah, what can we do now, uh, given that we can't receive the Eucharist? Uh, we, the churches are open, uh, and they will remain open, um, but uh, there's a stay-at-home order as of today, uh, which is basically where we are right now, and people shouldn't go out unless they have to go to the grocery store or the pharmacy or get food or something. So there's a lot of things we can do. Even going for a walk is a regular thing that you can do. We need to get exercise. Um, some people were calling this a lockdown, and I think it's a little dramatic, over dr overly dramatic. We're not locked down. Nobody is uh, forcing us to stay inside. Uh, there's no... There's no uh, National Guard keeping us in our homes. Um, but, yeah, so, but we are certainly limited in some ways. So what are you uh, and your family doing in this time to make this time a, a worthwhile time? How are you growing in holiness in this time or attempting to cooperate with God's grace? Right. Or There's what hobbies? So many options, right? So... Um, the uh, opportunity to try and maintain uh, some familiarity, some similarity with your schedule comes to mind right away. And so therefore, even though we wouldn't be able to necessarily go to daily mass, to go ahead and go to church anyways, and or do uh, some prayer or pray the rosary, but make sure you take advantage of, of that time. You know, carve it out. Go ahead and make a, an appointment um, so it's not lost. And that's, and, and also be able to spend time together with your family, obviously. And, and, you know, that might be one of the biggest things here is don't get caught up trying to do too much. It's more trying to stay focused, try to stay detached from the hype and just get what you need to understand what's happening and then move on from that and carry on with your, with your day as much as you can with your prayers. Maybe you start to read the breviary more, um, mm -hmm. start to do prayers throughout the day to stay more connected to God and, and help keep your spiritual muscles in shape. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, I think that's true. I think yeah, keeping a schedule is important, you know, for for us in the community. Uh I know especially downtown when they have a chapel, they have a chapel that's separate from the nave, right? So they have to they can't have public masses, but they can have private masses and they are able to live stream those masses and they do, but they keep it at the same schedule that they always have and they keep the host schedule the same, and we try to do that. The same thing here. We, you know, we go over for lunch and we read the martyrology, 
unless I left it in the studio across the street. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then we read from our constitutions and then uh, we pray the Angelus. And, you know, and so we just, those things that we have incorporated into our life, we keep them up right. to keep that regular thing going. Don't lose the good habits you have. The discipline. The discipline, right. Right. But it's also a time, because there is a change, to introduce new good habits. Right. 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 So right. suddenly we can read books that we didn't. I mean, we could, we could read books. We could. We could. And we will. And, and we, we will. What and books are you reading right now? Pop uh, question. Pop quiz. Oh, well, uh, just picked up the Sinu Yesu book, um, the revelations to the um, priest. Uh, just just picked it up, looking forward to diving into that. Father Brendan had made some mention of it in some of his homilies and um, thought that would be a, a great thing to uh, read. Uh, another book I've been reading is uh, Eat Fast Feast from Dr. J. Richards mm -hmm. and trying to incorporate that into, uh, especially now during Lent, uh, but incorporate more of what he talks about in that book with regard to a um, falling into line with the church calendar. So there's a time to fast, say, during a week on Wednesdays and Fridays, and there's a time to fast during the year, during Lent and Advent. And it's just beautifully um, thought out and incorporates your, your fasting and your, your meals around still, you know, still encouraging you to be, you know, with families with meals, but uh, encouraging you to go ahead and, and maybe take fasting to another level and think of it in, in another light with regard to keeping that spiritual component that you wouldn't necessarily hear about or read about um, with the importance of fasting. So it's not just a dietary discipline. Mm -hmm. Nice. So adding, adding the spiritual element to what you're doing. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. And also starting with the spiritual element and letting that uh, letting that inform your what your life what you're doing you know? right have it uh, have your weeks and your seasons flow uh, according to the liturgical calendar and incorporate those those uh, different days of fasting and feasting in there mm -hmm. yeah so what else are you doing what are you doing these days I am working from home and uh, so Thankfully, that hasn't been too uh, restrictive with being able to do a lot of other things. So, been spending a lot of time, uh, like uh, I said, traveled to Champion, uh, to the Shrine on Thursday, and spending more time with the family, spending more time in prayer. Uh, always, I think, one thing that especially during Lent, especially during times of penitence, it's good to be able to have that silent time, that prayerful time where you can connect with God and, and really get that direction on, on where you are to go and follow his will. Mm -hmm. And therefore, be that St. Joseph for your, for your family so you can lead your family in the way that you are as a holy family, as a domestic church. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So what does what do you do as St. Joseph for your family? In what way are you St. Joseph for your family? 
Well, St. Joseph, first and foremost, I guess for us as men, we want to think of following him in his examples of humility and purity and being the head of the family. And I recall right now just how that was so strong in St. Joseph, yet that was also the desire of God to be able to have a human person in that position for God's Son, Word made flesh, to be able to submit himself in obedience to the, his earthly foster father in St. Joseph. And that that obviously frustrates the devil. And so therefore, when we are that example, um, we follow in those virtues and our strong husbands and fathers, um, then we must be doing something right if we're frustrating the devil with that. So therefore, our family is all the stronger for it, individually and collectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about frustrating the devil. <laughs> yeah. Right. Resisting him, and he will flee. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes, terror of demons. St. Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, terror of demons. Cool. So, Father, uh, what, uh, what are you taking on that's new in capitalizing on this time that we have? Well, I am doing all the same things I was doing before, offering Mass, um, I am doing, uh, I'm learning how to podcast. <laughs> that's a, yes. That's some, one thing I well. thought, I guess I could get, I could do this. You just got to keep on doing it and then, uh, yeah, and you keep doing it. So I, I'm enjoying it uh, so far. I'm really appreciative that people are uh, kind enough to listen. And, uh, and uh, so I, I hope that this is bringing people together. Uh, it's For me, it's very easy to be, uh, just concerned for those everyone uh, who I see a lot of anxiety out there and a lot of people who are you know who are in need um, I don't you know spiritual need and I think what I what I really see what is so clear to me right now is a, uh, is that there's all the physical needs that everyone wants to make sure that they have uh, but I see the spiritual needs of people are so so present and not accounted for right you know there is a great spiritual need so i would i would count myself and as as an essential service <laughs> uh and i know and i know them and i know that um you know well you're you're accounting you are definitely accounting for that and you are definitely reaching out <laughs> to your flock in many ways to make sure that they know that you're available for them in any and all ways possible during this time. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so many people actually have reached out to me and and made sure that we're okay. Uh, actually, all all day long, uh, people have been uh, asking if I'm okay, and I am. So for the record, I am okay as of this moment. <laughs> but uh, it's great. It's really it's beautiful to see people uh, uh, people have concern for one another yes. uh, in this time. You know, there's so much goodwill. I, I really believe that St. Peter's and uh, and everyone who draws from the fount of grace here is a light to the world. I really see that. I, that And it's as the world gets dark, 
the light shines all the brighter and, and I I yes. yeah I can that's a great consolation uh, I am looking forward to um, doing some projects actually um, building a fire first thing you do in an emergency is build a fire because then you have a place that you can say that's my that's my home this mm -hmm. is like woods woodland survival yes. techniques but it, it also applies uh, in Volo uh, to have a fire burning so I'm gonna I've got a lot of things to burn uh, the old Christmas wreaths and and palms from last year mm -hmm. and things like that so get a fire going maybe uh, Saturday night or Sunday night sit around the fire uh, have a scotch uh, it's Laetare Sunday um, so uh, we better we better Laetare <laughs> so um, but uh, also a little bit of rejoicing yeah absolutely um, and just doing stuff to get outside and um, there's a, certain projects that we always talk about doing but we're usually very busy so uh, building some shelves and things in different places and uh, maybe ripping out some carpet I don't know just why not just you know something to something to do um, but also we're going to be getting ready for Holy Week now Holy Week is not going to be um, available it's not <laughs> how do you say it it's it will exist uh, but it won't be available um, to for all to participate in the usual manner um, but the flowers are already ordered the palms are already ordered so we're going to decorate the altar uh, and um, we're going to celebrate uh, Easter vigil in the manner that we can so that all that requires a <coughs> right preparation so definitely uh, looking forward to that uh, so that's what's keeping me busy is uh, is just uh, all the all the same things <laughs> and uh, taking every day as it comes I really I in, in a certain way uh, I'm comfortable in this place of uh, not being prepared because I'm never prepared so <laughs> so I can just show up and nobody's expecting me to know what to do so <laughs> I make it up as I go <laughs> life goes on yeah I've never been one to worry about having time on my hands I, I don't get bored <laughs> right Right. Well, uh, Eric, thank you for being here. Thank you, Father. And it's been a pleasure. And everyone out there in the homes of various places, 45 minutes in every direction from St. Peter's, uh, I hope that you are doing well. Uh, be Please be patient with your family. Um, a lot of people are living in close quarters uh, for a lot more time than they're used to. Uh, so we have to pay extra attention, remembering that charity begins at home. Uh, and uh, remember, you have uh, you have people who are praying for you, and let's pray for each other as a parish. And I certainly remember all of you uh, as a group, at least uh, at the altar every day. And so does Father Brendan. Uh, and starting on Sunday, Father Robin will be remembering you too at the altar. He'll be up here, so we'll have three priests here, um, and as well as Brother Joseph. Uh, who we were is, blessed. Who's uh, praying for all of us and actually keeping us all in line. So, God bless you. And let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.